Hey, welcome everybody. Welcome back to Radio Melee. It's been a little while. It's been two, three weeks. Not really sure. Can't count. Wasn't one of my strong points. We're joined by the blur. I said, PP was telling me, hey, we gotta gotta get a bang banger of a guest mm-hmm. uh, on our return to Radio Melee because as I'm sure all of you saw uh, on the YouTube channel, GG Melee. We're back. Season two has begun. We've already probably filmed, I don't know, I want to say we filmed upwards of like 10 pieces of content, maybe not 10, so but we've probably content. filmed around 10 pieces of content that aren't even, that haven't even hit the streets of, uh, of YouTube yet. So I'm very excited. Blur, welcome. How are you doing, my man? What's up, man? I was, uh, I thought that season two reveal was very cute. You guys did oh, a thank great you. job in front of a green thank screen. You. I like that, the bloopers. I was like, oh, this is very wholesome. Yeah. Uh, and it sounds like if you guys have already taped a bunch of stuff, then when you guys flew out, you guys must have done a bunch of really cool stuff while you're all together. We did some stuff, and we've been doing a fair bit of stuff with PP uh, Remote as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully next time, you know, hopefully next time we go to SoCal for something like that. Hope, hopefully PP can make it out next time. That'd be we'll fun. See. That'd be That'd fun. That'd be fun. Uh, Blur, you're a seasoned uh, podcaster yourself. I, you know, I've, I've definitely been uh you know someone who's followed your commentators curse series the tafkins over the years um but what what you been up to lately man how have you been dude i've actually been super good um i've i've you know been playing a good amount of melee i've been playing a lot of other video games mostly chilling if you're asking me what i've been doing in life you've been playing with big chilling no i've i've just been chilling i've been been hanging out and seeing friends and this is this part of why I like shows like this is I get to talk to you guys and uh, talk a little about melee because you know uh, that's what it's all about. Heck yeah, man! And if you guys want to talk to Blur about melee, but if you want to talk to Blur about something that he has so much experience with that is closely related to melee, that being tournament organizing, he's done a lot for the scene uh, with that. Please use exclamation radio melee in my chat or Tofs. Join the Discord. Get a question in if you're looking for blur on that. You can talk about controllers. You can talk about um, the transition back to offline. You could talk about so many more things that TOs have about to do Marth. Talk, you could talk to Blur about Marth, and that will probably be our one and only question if you do that first. So lots of things <laughs> you can bring up, but um, it's very important uh because we so many times people ask quest, ask us questions and i say we got to get a to on to talk about this so here's our to so for all of those times that i said let's get a to on we now have that opportunity we'll have it again in the future but here you go so again very pleased for blur to join us even if he hasn't been toing he's certainly been doing so many things i think i was talking to kadoran today and he was saying that he he'd worked with you a little bit blur how's that going oh yeah yeah so I mean, that's the thing, man. Uh, I, I, me, uh, Denny Pretendi, and Sung uh, started this thing called Team Oxy like a decade ago. Yeah. Um, more than a decade ago. Um, and I'll be honest, for like the last like five plus years, I mostly just like vibe check it and kind of hand some, some of the reins to different people. Uh, Kadoran has been doing most of the work, him and Iggy and a few others uh lately and they they run tmt they ran assess for a while they ran they run some events and um you know um I basically we trade to coaching for marth coaching mm. uh, and it's weird though because i feel like sometimes i'm on those calls and i'm the one coaching him you know there's just so much for, for melee for I melee i was gonna yeah. say i 
I hope we get a question about Marth because I want to. I want like a. I want to hear the pee pee side and the blur side. You know what I mean? I want to hear both. <laughs> yeah. sides. Then for there to be a Marth question, please, I don't know. Please, for, anything for, with Pikachu, for, anything with Pikachu. For, and, and it's directed at me while PP's on the podcast. Like that is just a yeah. beautiful, yes. like it's like a flower yeah. blooming that is just like, mm-hmm. oh yes, please yeah. ask me instead. Yeah. yeah, I agree. You can do That's that. What I want. You can call in and ask Blur a Marth question while I sit here and handle it. Um, <laughs> I want to hear, yeah. I want to be able to contrast the, the, the blur side of things and the pee-pee side mm-hmm. of things. Yeah, anything but Pikachu. That's all I ask. Oh, boy. Hey, Blur, is, uh, is Kadoran is he kind of like the de facto like, leader of Team Oxy right now? Is that kind of what's going uh, yeah, on? Yeah, 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 pretty much. Um, I mean, he's, he's, that gets, guy's going to get really good, by the way. Yeah. I know, uh, Kevin, you spend a lot of time uh, talking to him, too, but yeah. I don't think people realize how good he's going to get. Like... Mm-hmm. The, he went from no one you knew to high on SoCal PR to like winning every SoCal tournament to now like everyone kind of assumes he's like top 15. I'm like, bro, you guys understand that's not normal, right? Like that's not yeah. an ascent that that's like happens in Melee very often. Mm-hmm. And he beat Plup. Like think he did about beat that Plup. for a second. Yo, that's not easy. Like that's not, not something that people do with Marth. Um, awesome. And so I, I, I think that guy has a lot of potential and uh, fixes a few things. He's going to become a, a modern Kevin Nanny. Yeah, and Blur, I, I'd really love to to pick your brain on that really quickly. I mean, you're talking about things that you can teach Kadora, and you're talking about things he could improve, that he could clean up. I mean, could you just could you just list a few of them? Because maybe he's not aware, and maybe you just didn't get around to telling him about it last time you guys talked. I'm really curious. Maybe he'd really appreciate the that. The problem with coaching, Kevin, is it has mm-hmm. to be complicated. What if his opponents are watching? You know, you never know. Like, they could be watching this, and they could mm-hmm. be dissecting his bad habits, and I just don't want to know. But uh, actually, seriously, he's actually been coaching me mostly, and I've been watching my VODs for the first time in my life, like like I, I've been wanting to, and, and it's actually... I watched really a good YouTube video about that on PP's channel. Yeah. <laughs> I started doing that. It's really important. It actually is way more important than playing the game. Wow. Who knew? <laughs> wow! Unbelievable! Unbelievable! I couldn't. I couldn't believe it when I first did it. Yeah. Um. Uh. What vods of yours are you watching? So just random slippy ones. So like I matched against the homie Zelda Freak recently. Mm-hmm. Old so. Oh, uh, he's on there. PR player, dude. He's playing still, and he's actually still pretty good. Shouts to that yeah. boy, that guy. And uh, we. So I just like looked over those, dude. You don't even have to watch that many. You watch like two, and you're like, I got like. 10 things to work on. I'm yep. Fine. And then, and then you, you go back and you're fine. It actually used to be like an ego thing where I didn't watch it, where I was just like, man, I hate my Marth. I'm not going to watch it. I blah, blah, blah. Um, and then I realized like the whole hating my own Marth thing mm-hmm. happened uh, while I was playing anyways. Um, so like I became more conscious while playing and was like, damn, this Marth sucks. Um, you referring to yourself. Yeah, dude. Dude, self-hate is, like, my number one problem playing Melee, like, by far. Really? I have such a... Dude, it's... Of course, because I'm just like, I love beautiful Melee, I love beautiful Marth, and I'm just like, this guy's making all the wrong decisions. And I'm just like, I'm like a commentator, like, five uh, seconds later, and I'm just like, this... What's he doing? What, like... Can, and that's what's going say, running through my head, and I'm just raging. I just feel like this is such a moment of... 
growth for you. I just is it maybe, self hate growth? Maybe, is that growth? No, you no, 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 no. You no, not that, not the self hate part, but you <laughs> revealing that and. Well, I mean, I don't know, man. I mean, when I used to talk to you in the Twitch days, you know, I, I, I don't think you ever would have said anything like, oh, I don't like my own Marth. You know, you would have said my Marth is the best Marth in the world on a good day. I mean, yeah, and so I'm think, with you. Okay. I'm with True. you. I think, I think Blur being, I think Blur saying there are things I can improve and I am actively going and looking at these things yeah. is aware. Now, of course, we, we're not here for the self-hate, obviously. that's the No, piece. not self-hate. Blur, has, Blur yeah. has clearly not reached his final form if he's doing that. But mm. it, we have to acknowledge the progress that is there. And we're happy for you, Blur. We, we celebrate you. Dude, Slippy makes you naked and afraid. It's because you can't hide. Like, you're literally just on Slippy, and you're just, like, matching over and over again. And after enough matches, you're like, oh, I guess I am bad. It's not just, like, I'm not playing well today, my controller's bad, oh, I'm rusty. Like, the billion things, you're just like, oh, actually, this is just me every day. I'm not winning every, like, I, I, I suspected I should win every game, but I guess I don't. This, this is the world. This is the world. This is, this is, this this is, is the, the community. World. The people that yeah. I'm matching with are the people that I would play. Yeah. In a tournament or at a, at a Smash Fest. And uh, it humbles you real quick, which is good. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, there's got to be some balance to it, right? Where it's like uh, self-love and self-hate. And, and what I've noticed, again, like speaking on the commentary stuff, it's like, dude, I literally play like a commentator. I don't know if you do this, Toph, but my brain and the thoughts I'm having are literally like I'm commentating the match, but I'm playing. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing or whatever. It makes me pretty oh, observant. Wow. Yeah. But it ends up making that I'm like always like a little behind because I'm thinking about almost like verbalizing. Oh. It's so weird. I don't, I don't, I don't think I do that. Um, maybe I should. Maybe I'd be a little more, um, I don't know, observant. Maybe I'll say little things like, "Oh, this guy texts in place a lot." Um, I don't know if I'll be. I don't know if I'll be straight up. Give me an example of that. What does that look like to you, Blur? Give me an example. Because um, I, I see Pee-Pee's face, too. Pee-Pee's also thinking, how does that work? What is that? So, like, you know, like, right. when a commentator, like, goes, oh, he, like, you miss an edge guard and you get reversal and whatever. Like, they make a big deal out of it. Like, no, did you mean to make win. that? Did you mean to go, oh, like, a, like in, a, in a vaguely French accent? No. No, 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 no Okay. No. Uh, Unfrench it for a second. Okay. And then, uh, straight, just, just like, you know, like, they make a big deal of stuff like that. Yeah. Like, I think when you're playing normally and you're just like, whatever, you just move on, right? But if you're like you a little commentary voice, you're like, dude, that decides the chat. That's everything. You know? Oh, oh, oh he can't come back from this. It this, is such a, this is such a devastating deficit. Oh, yeah. I see. So you're expecting you a do? level of, you're expecting a level of perfection as, a, as an enjoyer of high level melee. And when you don't deliver that, you beat yourself up a little bit. Is that what's going a on? Bit. A little a bit. bit. A little bit of shame. It does feel bad. You drop an edge guard. You uh, you think you have you know uh, your you know a forward smash that's going to cover everything, and you get nicked by the uh, the fox up B that comes in that's at, at such an angle, and you get hit by the up B, and you get popped up, and you're like, oh man, that's such a that's such a free edge guard. Should I had that? You know, whatever. And um, yeah. I I get it. I get it. Yeah, I get. For it. For some reason, how do you deal with that? Yeah. What do you do?
Oh, if I make a if I make a mistake well, or something, because like that? you play on stream, you play on yeah. stream, and you'll you'll narrate your own games, almost like a almost like yeah. a commentator commentating his own game. So maybe you have some yeah. uh, you have a happy medium we can strike here for blood. Yeah. So I mean, when I'm commentating, I I'll, I'll usually just say, or if I'm I'm playing and I'm talking, I'll usually yeah. say something like, "Okay, well, yeah, I missed that. This is why I missed that. That's okay." And I I put the "that's okay" or this "that's gonna that's perfectly all right." I put that in pretty regularly, where people will almost meme about it sometimes. And I don't think I do it for me. I more so do it so that if people are watching, like they know that mistakes are part of melee and that it's okay. Like I don't think anyone, like even Zane, who's you know hitting so much stuff. I mean, he's still he's still dropping things. M2K talking yeah. about how Zane was off by a frame on that tech chase in the last game of Summit or whatever, right? Like poor Zane, he's just not he's just not there yet. But you know, I think I I think uh, you just have like these things are just going to sort of happen, and you just have to kind of roll with it. And um. I wasn't always that way. I used to get very upset about how oh, yeah. I would make mistakes. And I think something simple that just helped me with it. Uh, by the way, Toph, is Blur's cam just getting lit right now? Or is that on my end? Uh, he is a, he's a little bit purple. Okay. I kind of liked it, though. I thought he looked kind of cool. There we go. All right, yeah, I did look cool for a second, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I was just making cool. sure. We weren't losing. He looked, like he, he looked like he caught a debuff, you know, like an RPG debuff <laughs> yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. I like I got, got poisoned. Debuffed. You know, yeah, like, you got poisoned. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, you, mm -hmm. you took the antidote. You're good now, man. Um, That's right. Yeah, and I mean, we can, we can always... Uh, circle back to to handling mistakes and everything, but I don't want to keep our callers waiting. If that's okay with you, Tove. No, perfect. Yeah, we we're starting to get some uh, some pretty good questions I'm seeing here in the submit topics here channel. And hey, I just want to use this as a reminder uh, before we go into the segment of the show where we talk to all of you lovely people out there. If you're in the Twitch chat right now, and there's uh, you know, we see we see uh, we see y'all in both my Twitch chat and PPs. Mm -hmm. Exclamation mark Radio Melee. You can join the Discord. It's very easy. It takes about a second. And then uh, you can just ask us questions. And if you ask a, a dope enough question or a pertinent enough question for the blur, we're mm -hmm. going to bring you on and we're going to talk to you. We're going to get to hear your voice. Um, with that, yeah, I'd like to, I think, I think this is a perfect opportunity. Let's bring on our first caller. Looks like we got yeah. Punk calling in. What's up, Punk? Where are you calling in from? Hello. Uh, calling in uh, from New England. Oh, uh, New England. I love the clam yeah. chowder. So, sorry, I'm going to mute the stream real quick so I don't hear myself twice. That's, That's a good idea. Yeah, yeah, that'll, that'll um, freak you out. So this question's kind of loaded, but I'm going to try to keep it as... No, direct. we like loaded. No, we like loaded. Okay. Loaded's okay. good. The um, more loaded, the better. So I've been into Melee for years. Um, yeah. What got me really into it uh, would have been... Bad Melee podcast and the reads. Perfect. And for a while, that was really my only way to engage with Melee. And um, I found other ways, especially with Slippy. But to this day, despite wanting to and like working towards it, I have never mm -hmm. been able to attend an event or a tournament. And mm -hmm. that's for a myriad of reasons, um, a lot of them health related. But my question is, especially with Blur here as a TO, um, and also as someone who votes on rule sets and logistics, mm. um, with the transition from Slippy to in-person tournaments again and in-person events, and as rule sets are changing and there's debates about CRTs and monitors, uh, do you think that there is room and time 
uh, for there to be like an interest and an improvement in regards to the accessibility of the game. Do you mind uh, asking if I ask a clarifying question first? Uh, what yep. do you mean by accessibility? Like, what in particular do you want? Oh, okay. Um, so, I, I guess one of the big ones is like the really uh, grossly inadequate like colorblind clause. Um, oh, I'm not. What sure is that right now? Are... Basically, it's um, if requested uh, by a player, the other person has to. Um, like make steps to make their character more distinct from the other person's character. Um, okay, and yeah. Too much else to it. What is, what is the issue with that? The yeah. issue is that um, it kind of hinges on a really uh, narrow problem that someone with uh, colorblindness might have, because um, colorblindness isn't just someone's ability to see color it's also their ability to like memorize and learn and interpret things based on color okay. so like a thing that uh it, it's really all it says is make the character distinct from the opponents it's nothing like make the character distinct from the background or oh uh, sure put a name tag on the ice climbers if someone can't tell them apart oh that's a good one yeah that 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 one's huge um and then the other thing, this isn't so much a rule set change, but it's, it's like a kind of something that's overlooked in the CRT versus monitor debate. Mm -hmm. Well, two things. One is um, color reproduction on monitors. Um, it tends to be a lot easier to like just you know press some buttons and change like brightness, contrast, saturation, whatever on a monitor. So right. someone who does struggle with colorblindness, for example, will have a better time with that. And the other thing on a is monitor that, versus a CRT, you mean? Yes. And the other thing right. is that um, people who are super audio sensitive, this includes uh, myself. Mm -hmm. If a venue has a bunch of CRTs in it, they can't step foot in there because that. Oh buzzing, wow! Yeah, no, like that. Like I can deal with one CRT in a room. Like I can deal mm -hmm. with the noise, but I certainly can't concentrate. If there's more than one CRT in a room, I'm like, I have to get out of that room. Wow. So I guess my concerns are like, you know, it's it's a it's a time of like a lot of change. And I guess turmoil sounds negative, but things are not um, super stable right now in regards to how people approach things and how people run things. And so I wonder if, you know, I'm not saying to be clear, I don't think I'm, everything should be monitors or else it's ableist. I'm saying that, you know, if if it's possible, I think regions should offer monitor only tournaments just because that mm -hmm. allows more people uh to go to some events and so i i wondering i'm just really wondering if there's like if this it would be a good time for things like that to be approached and tackled sure i i can answer so i i think uh a lot of the ideas that you mentioned um they're not in rule sets because we haven't thought of them like th that's not th those seem like things that most of the time like if someone asked us we just like do it like oh yeah put a tag on your ICs or whatever it's not a big mm -hmm. deal um, if you want them to be in the rule set honestly just like making amendments and stuff like that because there's, there's so many different things that could be added that are probably not in um just because we haven't thought of it like it's i genuinely haven't had a brainwave uh, along these lines in my life before so it's not it's genuinely because i've never thought of these questions before um and so we we totally put them in um and i don't think anyone would have a problem with it at all um, as far as like a room full of CRTs versus monitors things, I think we are making the transition monitors, thankfully. Um, 
you know, a lot of locals I'm seeing are still CRT, uh, just because it's a little bit easier to source CRTs. But I yeah, think for it's sure. inevitable. It's, From a it's cost perspective, right? Yeah. I think what you'd find if you go to events is as long as the TO isn't completely garbage of their job, um, they will probably be very accommodating to you. Um, and they would try to make everyone be pretty chill. And, and a lot of these requests would probably be handled uh, on a local level pretty well. I'd hope so, at least. Um, on like a natural level, we, we can add, absolutely add that stuff in. We do have an amendment process. Very rarely gets used. Occasionally, we get emails about it um, for mm -hmm. the official rule sets. Um, for people who don't know, um, the rule set, like, it started as like a 25 and 5, very ambitious thing. But then we kind of just like never really used the 25, which is like the top players. Um, for, sorry, PP was on part of the 25. Reason we did that is we realized that like no one was talking and like they weren't which weren't doing a very good job. And so we became a five very quickly. And then of the five, it pretty much me and Nintendo were the ones who actually started did like 90% of the work. So uh -huh. um ended up being a project that made us a rule set. And that rule set's been used for like the next last like six, seven years, like across everything. So it's a project that worked, um, but like we sort of kinda still maintain it. Um and uh if people go out there and give us ideas to add you know obviously the rules don't really change very fast in melee it's been around for 20 how, years how should they go about doing that because i think you know as as you said i do trust that most tos would be very accommodating but there is a problem there in that the people who would think of these changes are the people who would need them who probably aren't showing up right now because they can't yeah, so the way to do it is actually listed in the rule set. There's like an email link and a way of doing it, and you just send it to that email. Another thing you could do, um, I have open DMs, uh, and Nintendo might too. Um, if you're worried that we won't see the email, um, you can also just DM it to us as like, do both. Do the email too, but like, do that too. So the, the process of how to submit stuff like that is actually um, in the rule set. It says exactly like how to, how to do it, so. That's perfect and wonderful to hear. Yep. So it I sounds mean, like there's also everything you, everything you said sounds like good ideas that we just add if we just thought of them. So it's not like a big deal, but we, we would do we would do it. Yeah. It sounds like there was also kind of an aspect of the question that's like, is now a good time to be doing this kind of thing? And you know, I think that if it's like, I mean, some of this stuff sounds, for example, the um, uh, like accommodating say hey can you wear a name tag for this for the ice climbers or like you know can you use a color that's specifically you know distinct from just not just my character but the background you know some of that stuff i think um you know even like blur said like even on the fly like if you just asked someone that mid set or you asked a to like at a tournament even if it wasn't explicitly in the rules i feel like you know part of being a to is also just knowing um like on an on kind of an ad hoc level, like you're making some calls ad hoc every tournament. Like there's always going to be as a TO and Blur knows this. Um, there's always going to be some unforeseen stuff where you have to just, you have to make a call. And I think that any TO worth their salt, if someone was like, "Hey, these are some concerns that I you know have right now that might not have made their way into the rule set yet," if that's still that process is still undergoing, I think that they would just do it immediately, like on the fly, like at a tournament. Um, and um, I've even I, I I've even been there not from a colorblindness level perspective, but I've played on a monitor where it was extremely dark, and um, you know I had to play against 
a someone who's going Black Doctor Mario on Battlefield, and it was like really, right, really yeah. hard no, for I've, me. I've even. also heard Ganondorf on Battlefield. That one sucks. Yeah, Purple Ganondorf on Battlefield. Dude. So you know, and I've I've asked this before. Like, hey, dude, could, would you mind going another color? I actually on this monitor, I, I can't see your your character. The one needed to go uh, a different color against Armada in that first game of Evo. Oh, it was so he bad. was Black Doc against so Battlefield. Like, it's really hard to see. He should have done that for the community. Yeah. Someone should have brought it up just for the community sick at that point. Because I couldn't yeah. see a thing. I was. And that it was so bad. It was our first <laughs> match in front of the FTC, and it's but just, no, I think I think now is a good yeah. time, right? I think I think it's yeah, it's well. a great time to be addressing this stuff because we're coming back to offline tournaments. I think there's, um, I mean, in, in reality, I think that these are these are very important questions, and it shouldn't need to be addressed now. Like if you had a concern like this a year from now, or two years from now, or a year or two in the past, I think those are fine times as well because they're important, and and these needs should be addressed. Um, but I think now is a good time in the sense that there are, there is a lot of change in the rules. So it's like, you know, like the process is kind of already underway. If, if, if the rule set doc is already being amended for things like, I don't know, frozen stadium, if that's something that we're, I have no idea what the, what the state of frozen stadium and the rule set is right now. But if people are putting on a new version of the rule set doc, then maybe, maybe now is a good time to get some other changes in there as well. If to save people some work or, or whatever but i mean i think you're uh, right on the money and i hope these um yeah i hope you hit blur up and uh we get we get some of these changes um implemented yeah and i'm definitely especially optimistic about it now because in the past when um i've seen some people or i've tried to bring this up not like mm. directly with community leaders or tos but just kind of getting a discussion going right it's usually gone directly to people talking about box controllers or talking about being afraid of modding the game like a big one um requesting a name tag against a chic player or a zelda player or a mewtwo player when uh, they're invisible the name tag follows them if you're playing on right. slippy um just like local on slippy or if you're using like 20xxte the name tag disappears now a lot of people don't know that um they they uh -huh. took that they took that function from like project m or something but um uh, the, so it was always either talking about, oh, the name tag follows me, it's not fair, or the box controllers aren't fair. So people were super scared of um, either modding the game being a problem or the accessibility functions going too far. And I think... Can I ask you, you know, a question? Yep. Were you having these discussions on Twitter? Or no. Um, I was having them in like um, small like Discord servers. I... I avoided bringing it to like twitter and reddit and all that i don't ask that question because it sounds like they just misunderstood you yeah that's usually what twitter. yeah so uh, I, that, that, that is that is a good question yeah but and um, that's actually there's a, there's something there too right which is that like when you have these sorts of conversations i think it's good to be specific because like mm -hmm. yeah you're right like so much of accessibility in melee has been about people's hands and controllers that allow people to play that wouldn't otherwise be able to play um so it's good that you're you know as clear as possible because like uh, so that so that people don't uh assume i suppose yeah what you're what, what they what they think you're trying to bring up or something like that because yep. it because 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 i mean it you know excel accessibility takes it's like comes comes in all shapes and sizes there's like many aspects to it right 
But yeah, I think. Um, I mean, we want I, more people play the game, man. Um, if if, yeah. if uh, the reason you're not playing is because Black Doc, you can't discern them, and you play against a Black Doc and Mario, and you're like, I literally lose because I can't control it. That just seems lame. Or anything else, yeah. Want. Yeah, it just or 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 whatever. Um, I think it seems like an easy change. Not, not the, the other reason at this point that I'm not playing the game is because all all the box controllers are, uh, you know, out of stock, and I have arthritis. But that's um that's independent of it there there's other obstacles and i think those can be remedied and because i'm hopeful about that i'm finally actually looking at getting a controller that will let me play and just let mm-hmm. me actually practice um like they seem, i think uh the shipments some somewhere in q3 is if, if i've been reading stuff right so they should be they should be back yeah on. i've heard towards like november i think for the frame one something like that yep so hopefully that works out yeah all right thank you guys best of luck to you with the uh with the controller hunt and uh hopefully we'll see you at a tournament one day all right take it easy punk good to talk to you any shout outs you want to do by the way while uh while you're on the air oh for sure huge shout out firepuff 12 um yeah i've i've i joined his uh discord while back um super nice people um definitely have uh made it easier for me to start talking to more people in the melee scene and start investing myself more in um because uh you know i i've got physical and mental health obstacles and the mental health obstacles are definitely being accommodated for and remedied uh by the people in the firepuff 12 discord so huge shout out to them they're super nice and i've been able to like actually you know net play with people and talk to people and it's it's been wonderful Awesome. Firepuff 12 Discord. I thought Firepuff 12 is in other people's Discord. Little did I know there's a Firepuff 12 Discord. And of course, that's right. I'm sure he's in other people's Discords as well. Yes. Yeah. Phantom Grows. Sick. I have to imagine. Mm. All right. right. Well, take it easy, punk. Good to talk to you. All right. Thanks, guys. See you. Thank you. Big first question. Big first question. I, you know, I, um, I think you're right, Blur. I think some of this stuff, it's just like someone needs to, someone needs to, because uh, you know, at the end of the day, people care about the, the things that, that are right in front of them, you know? It's mm-hmm. until someone brings up to me that, um, you know, I didn't, I didn't realize that the CRT buzzing noise was, could, was such a factor, right? So it's really good that the conversation gets started. Yeah, because other because I you know, I'm not know. Gonna... I mean, I, I straight up again, I've never had these thoughts before. That's all. Right. That's really all it was. Right. Yeah. So it's really good that uh, really good that that the conversation's getting started. That someone's putting it out in the world, dude. I was talking. To, you know what it is. You gotta say it out loud. To you have to will things into. That's not like the, the. How did he say it? I was talking to Tasty Steve the other day. You know, Tasty Steve uh-huh. lives a couple blocks from me. Sometimes we go for walks, and he was mm-hmm. talking to me, and he told me. This was in the context of like an outfit he was trying to buy from the store. And he was saying, I want to be wearing this outfit on a boat. I was like, on a boat? He's like, yeah, I'm trying to be on a boat wearing this outfit. And he said, and I'm telling you this because I, I need to say this out loud. I need to speak it into the world. If I don't say I want to be on a boat, I'm never going to be on a boat. Right? Yeah. I need to tell you, and then you're going to say to somebody at some point, like I am right now on Radio Melee, 
Tasty Steve wanted to be on a boat. And then that's going to get through. And then somehow the wheel of karma in the universe is going to be such that a couple months from now or a year from now, Tasty Steve's going to find himself on a boat wearing this outfit that he wanted to wear on the boat. And that's how, that's how it works. You can't just, if you keep it all in, it doesn't, you know what I mean? Nothing changes. You got to speak it into the universe. And then the wheels of fate start to turn and things happen. And I say to Blur, you know, Tasty Steve said something about a boat. And then maybe Blur's friend that owns a boat, you know, Tasty Steve's in SoCal or oh, something. I, I and then all of a sudden, you know I what I mean? There's this, this whole, that's, I there's, try this. There's, a, there's a karmic kind of thing that happens. And by getting punk on the air for Radio Melee, Speaking some of those things. If, if Punk never spoke those things into the world, the world would never Tof. have known. Tof. Tell me. Talk to I'm going to be the greatest Mars in the world. There it is. There it is. There it is. Speaking it into existence. Now, it's, it's going to happen that, now. <laughs> it, well, you know, the universe finds a way. The universe finds a way. I'm a big believer in this, man. I'm a big believer. In this. You got to say things uh -huh. out loud. You got to speak your truth into the world. Otherwise, the world doesn't know. The universe doesn't know. It doesn't know it needed to do something. Now... It's saying, oh, I see. Blur wants to be the What's best important is that I used to say I'm already the greatest Mars in the world. That's right. But now, so the universe didn't think I had to do anything. It's like, oh, okay. Right, right. right. He's fine. It sounds like he's fine. <laughs> done. Sounds like he's, to do. sounds like he's got it covered. Yeah. But now that I said that, it knows, oh, oh we have to actually, we have to change yeah. something here. Yeah. Yeah. I got it. Yeah. I wonder what yeah. we can speak into the world with our next caller. I That's right. Druviak. Where are you calling in from, Druviak, on this fine day? Oh, hey guys. How are you doing? Hello. Good. How are you? Doing well. Yeah, I'm, I'm all right. Um, bit is a bit sick though, so excuse me for that. Oh. But uh, it's not COVID, thankfully. Um, I'm calling from Hanover, Germany. And I love Germany. Shoutouts. Yeah, yeah shoutouts. Um, my question is also about like um, EU majors and EU viewership um, like in general. So like even before COVID, um, you majors had like so much less views than in North American majors. We had like 500 or 1,000 viewers maybe, while like North America gets like 10,000 of viewers. So um, I think it's because uh, North American viewers are not really that interested in uh, EU majors or it's maybe too early in the day for them to watch. But uh, so my question is about uh, how do we get uh, North American viewers to uh, watch or get like interested in EU, EU tournaments? And also, um, how do we get top NA players to attend European majors? Very good questions. Blair, you want to start? Those are great questions. Great questions. Dude, that's, I mean, there's, there's a lot to break down there because there's a lot that could be done. And I think it has been done in the past to make it better at some points. I think we've had high points in EU Melee in terms of interest from the outside scene and lower mm -hmm. points. I say now is one of the, the valleys in, the, in, in relatively. Um, I think like the thing to remember about an American viewer's point of view is it's cool to follow someone who is a player over there. Um, but after like 20 years plus, especially, and this happens with all international scenes, like... Um, let's use Japan as an example, right? There's some really cool players out there, and there have been for, for a long time. But there is a part of me deep inside that knows I'm only ever really going to see that guy play against Amsa, you know, or like a couple other players I know, right? And so I can get hype about how dope this Marth is, for example. But 
I don't know if there's going to be a like how they're not going to be on a top 100 list. Maybe you know, just because we won't put them on because we won't really know anyway, or you know, or they won't have enough set wins because they just have such a limited pool of players to go against. So I think those cross-cultural encounters are really important and, and fundamental to how I'd grow any international scene. Um, so it's like, okay, how do you get those people over? I got to fundraise a little bit. Like it's, we're not talking about that much money. Like to bring someone over from, from you know, the States or something, like I'm talking about like sub $1,000, right? So like these sort of things can be accomplished in small communities like really easily. And uh, I think they would be accomplished by, with the NA scene's help, with like creative formats like, you know, like Summit and stuff, um, where, where people make things happen. Um, so I think thinking about ways to do grassroots, um, you know, bottoms up sort of fundraising and doing more of that. I mean, obviously that's been done before, but you just got to keep doing it and it never stops. Um, and then second of all, I think it's like, give us a reason to care, right? Like, um, why does it matter and why is it? why is it important um, is always like the reason why people watch anything in Melee. I think um, you see this all the time. Like people know this from like, why do people not really watch friendlies, but why do they watch tournament matches, right? Like the drop off in like a random home stream, people playing friendlies and like the high stakes tournaments is like literally insane. More than probably any other game, you know, like, and, and the reason for that is that everyone knows friendlies have no stakes, right? This is different than other esports. Yeah. Like, you'll see, like, Arteezy playing Dota, and he'll get 30k views, and then the, his tournament match will get 60k. It's, like, a difference, but it's not a huge difference. And that's because they have a ranked mode where people, like, okay, this match has some level of stakes, right? Um, and so that's our job in a game that doesn't have all that until hopefully ranked mode comes out um, to give people, like, an actual reason that this matters and why it's, like, has broader implications. And hopefully, like, programs like, I don't know, I don't know what's going on with Smash Bros. Tour, I haven't really talked that much, but hopefully stuff like that which tries to connect scenes together where, like, hey, this leads into that. Um, I would say for EUTOs, I would talk to NATOs to be qualifiers for each other. Things like that. That's, like, really good synergies that work. Like, hey, top-placing EU players of this event get flown out to this NA event. Um, there are TOs who would be willing to help make that happen in NA and, and, and make, make that kind of work. And then they would, you could do the opposite, right? Where like the, the person, there's like a sister event system, you know, where person who does well in my event goes to, goes to your event, stuff like that. So um, there needs to be cross-cultural encounters for anyone to care. And then also, um, I think the, the uh, stakes have to, be, have to be known and made. Like, I don't know off the top of my head um who the best in eu are right now after like five people right like that's not good and i'm like as, as avid a male like not not necessarily because i don't know their names but because i don't know what people think are the, the who's number six or seven right like yeah. i'm like I, sure i i know the rough ranking of the first five but then after that it's kind of like whatever and i and, and they're all around the same and i just know their names and that's not good Right, like you actually have to know what the what the actual tiering of this. I, I have to know when watching something is this an upset, <laughs> you know? Um, things that help with that That's is a good like point. things that help with that is if when you have like someone's um, like let's say an EU PR whatever it is number listed on their name next to on the overlay. Um, second of all, yeah. like training commentators to really care about that, um, you know, like it that sort of stuff helps quite a bit. Um, and then gassing up your own players, right? Like when, when let's say Frenzy's on stream, I don't care if it's true or not. Start calling him the third best Falco. 
until someone changes our minds. Right? Like, it actually matters because then, and any of you are like, hey, what? Are you, he's not third best Falco. What are you talking about? You know? And, but, but it caught the conversation. All of a sudden, everyone's talking about frenzy. It matters. It actually matters, right? Gas your own players up, make them prove it, make people care. And solo battle, solo battle got so, uh, he got so much popularity overnight when people started calling him, you know, the most technical puff, like, you know, most fun puff to watch, you know, the guy that's innovating puff right now, like solo battle went from no one knew who he was to, I would say everyone knew who he was almost overnight. Um, in the span of really a few months towards the end of 2020, um, in particular with the EU side event or the EU, yeah. I shouldn't even say side event, really EU bracket at summit 10. Um, I, uh, yeah, I think you're you're on the money there. I think that like ultimately like the way you want to think about this or the way I think about this and the way that I think it should be framed is like the top melee players and when I say the top melee players I mean you know Mango and uh Leffen, Hungrybox. They have a lot of star power. And that's like what really attracts the the huge masses to the game. Like when you when you look at even um you know, even in terms of social media numbers, right? Like the top, the top, top, top players have a huge amount of star power. And that's because, and you know, that's, be, that, that's because, you know, when, when, when a viewer tunes in, that gives them something to latch onto. Um, and I always think of like growing viewership and things like that in terms of, how do you give people like like Blur said? How do you give people something to care about? How do you give them something to latch onto? Something to something that like they they know, um, and it doesn't have to be done just in terms of tournament overlays. It can also, I think, be done with. For example, I think the EU bracket at Summit was awesome. Um, mind you, there are always going to be certain challenges. Like for example, time zones. Uh, I know with the EU bracket. I know a lot of people who would have watched, but it was early in the morning for some people because people have degen sleep schedules. So some people just weren't awake yet, but you know, that's, that's part of it, but that's fine. I would say. And like, I think using, um, using some of the techniques that other games have brought, for example, uh, looking at guilty gear strive right now with left running, uh, a lot of really good events. He ran an EU versus NA 10 V 10 event in guilty gear strive. So it was like, okay, Leffen realized, and I think it's it's a very similar issue, right? Because for these Levo tournaments, the EU bracket would run first, and there'd be five thousand viewers, maybe four thousand, five thousand, and then the NA bracket would run later, and there'd be fifteen thousand or twenty thousand viewers. And so Leffen ran a ten v ten with EU versus the East Coast of the NA, not West Coast. It's a little too far, but East Coast. And for a lot of people watching, myself included, I didn't really know that much about the EU side of the, of things. But what I quickly realized was like, you know, you actually won that crew battle. They actually won the 10v10. And in doing so, like, you could tell almost overnight there was a lot of, obviously it really helped that you actually won. But even from just having that 10v10 be a thing and having a lot of people watch because they're like, well, I want to watch my favorite American players play against these EU guys, you know? And then you learn a lot of names and, um, uh, and I think that, skyrocketed the popularity of certain players for sure it put a lot of people on the map um uh you know the eu guilty gear strive top eight got i would say pretty good viewership based on you know in comparison to what the eu brackets were getting before that event so i think creative events and creative ways to 
you know, now that there's rollback net code, you know, I think there's certainly exhibitions that could be done with um, or events along those natures that would just kind of help give people, uh, you know, some kind of. And I think it's good to partner with, uh, you know, it's it's a shame now that we don't have Aiden anymore because Aiden, obviously the biggest Yurubu on the planet, uh, who unfortunately isn't working at BTS anymore. But I mean, I have to imagine that the EU bracket at Summit 10 was an initiative of his. And I think that partnering with like organizations like Beyond the Summit, which I, I think they'd still be down to do, do things like that. Like, like um, yeah, Polan uh, with the Polan Arena series. Like uh, I myself, before Polan Arena, I didn't know a lot about those players, but I started watching the results of those tournaments and um, paying a lot more attention because it gave some structure. Like Blur said, having a ranking, you know, knowing like, oh, who are the best players right now? Who are, what, what would be considered an upset? What's not an upset? Um, yeah. publicizing um, that stuff and making it easy easy to access. And one thing I want to clarify is that it's asking uh, where do we get NA viewers, and I would just rephrase that to where we get viewers. Because the truth is, is there's enough EU viewers to drastically increase your mm -hmm. numbers as it is. Like these times, don't worry too much about time zones. Don't let it get you down. Because right. if you know Twitch and know the platform, like EU and and that region of the world is actually a larger percentage of the total viewer base. So like, it's true. you guys actually have an advantage. It doesn't feel like it, but um, don't equate player base in terms of who's entering tournaments and stuff with viewer base because the viewer base is like monstrously bigger. Like monstrously. The people interested in viewing Melee is like thousands of times bigger than, actually hundreds of thousands of times bigger than the people who are actually playing it, right? So if you, if you remember that and realize that, oh, okay, there's actually a ton of people who would watch, we just need viewers. We need to make our content worth watching and we need to pe make people care. Um, then, then, then you wouldn't care about the time zones because it doesn't matter. There's plenty of people in Europe who would watch good Melee um, and there's plenty of people in other countries who would watch good Melee and would stay up to watch it. It's kind of have to make it, make it known, right? Um, and, and to Tove's point, like, um, the reason why people watch stuff that Leffen's in when he's in is because he's, one, he's made a name for himself as he's gone out there. It's like when Pakistan came from Tekken, it's like now everyone watches the tournaments that the Pakistan players go to because they won stuff and they're like, oh my God, right? These guys are legit. And so that sort of stuff matters. And, and uh, it's not just about tournaments and events. It's about like getting your EU personalities on shows like this and making shows like this and making content. You know, there's like a, a sphere of influence that NA exudes where most melee conversation comes from it. And you guys can be a part of it. We're like, we're down to talk to you guys and, and, and have these sort of conversations. And then you can plug Frenzy. And then you can plug Solo Battle and, and, and whoever. And uh, they'll be more part of the active conversation instead of, you know, with us, which we might not talk about them as much. So, yeah, anyway. Yeah, right, right. Uh, just to follow up on that. So I pretty much agree with all of your points. And I also think the Smash Summit 10 EU bracket was, like, so great just because uh, just... To, to hear like the NA casters like Tove and Lovich like commentate these EU matches, it really brought another light to the like um, the players and the playstyles and all of that. And um, just one point you also mentioned um, to get like the top top players like Mango, Zayn, um, Hbox and IBDW to get to Europe. I think um, it would be great to just have like one. So just imagine like COVID's gone to just have like one big super major where we uh, fly out these guys and also Levin's coming, you know, just to have like one tournament that everybody just watches from NA or Japan or yeah, Europe would be so great. 
Like, uh, I mean, air, right? Like, air isn't air happening this year? Is there a date yet? I'm not sure. Maybe it's. I think it's happening at some point, but I'm I'm not sure when. Should probably start looking at start looking into that. I don't know if um there's a date that's been announced, but I mean that would be a prime candidate because uh yeah, I mean it's just such a fun event. I have no idea if um like what the I mean I definitely plan on going. I, Blur was at the last one, so yeah, I think um yeah, back in the day there were like some pretty good like DreamHack tournaments, for example. I think it's really good to have at least one major that has a significant significant enough um uh stake significant enough stakes that a lot of uh the strong NA players decide to come out. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, great question. I mean, I uh, I'm a I'm a uh, you know, I I I I want this game to grow in all kinds of different places, so uh hopefully some of this stuff can be um can be done. I think Paul on and and uh, the you know Paul on software team are already putting out some really good, making some really good uh, strides right now because I think you know there definitely seems like there's more interest um, in in uh, the growth of EU melee right now than than kind of there ever has been before. So uh, seems like you guys are already on the right track. Yep. Good luck. I am rooting for you guys. That's right. How do you right, feel about uh, that, yeah. Trubiak? That answer your question? Yeah, pretty much. Um, unless you have something to add, <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> uh, if I had anything to add, it would probably just be, um, I mean, pretty much every, all the big stuff's been said already, but the only other thing I had was um, just streamer-type things. So either you run specific types of content people watch and like that, or you do you know, giveaways of some kind where at least people will join for a short period of time or maybe for a while so they could try and get something and maybe you're able to hook some people and get them to stay that way. Um, and, you know, there are all kinds of like little tricks and things like that people have. And of course, com commentary was already mentioned as another thing to make it more engaging or to make it more emotionally investing and things like that. So, yeah, I mean, uh, there, there, I think, you know, as we kind of talked about, you know, we talked about this with um, South America at one point and a multi-pronged approach is going to be best. So stream, the way you do tournaments, the way you raise funds when mm -hmm. both scenes cross over, all that kind of stuff is just going to work best for you. And whatever works best, I think, you know, hone in on that. But until then, throw everything at the board, see what sticks. Also, interview players, like after they win. I've never heard Solo Battle's voice in my life. That's not a good <laughs> Oh, thing. that's true. It's really, like, really stuff nice. Like that. Like, mm. Let us know a who lot of it is. Are. Man, you know, a lot of it too is just like I remember. I remember watching Solo Battle, and he had like, it's like the smallest things go a long way, man. Like Solo Battle has a shit fucking camera. His camera is <laughs> so bad. I didn't know they made cameras that bad. I did. I don't even think I know what he looks like because his camera angle is like he's off to the side like this, you know. Yeah. So you only really see, and it's like really blurry and dark. He didn't turn the lights on. If you and tell me in like, my mind's like eye three to, to frames think about a second, I don't know what he looks like. How he looks like, I couldn't tell you. I, I just know about the puff. And that's I not would, good. That's so bad. <laughs> it's so, so bad. I would get him a camera. Like, <laughs> it's the smallest things go a long way. I think knowing what people look like is a big deal. Hashtag get solo. That's why Melee camera. started growing a lot. And one of the things, one of the changes we made in 2013-2014 was we had player cams at all the tournaments. And as a result, a lot of the Melee 
top players' faces became faces that people became very intimately acquainted with. And I don't really know what Frenzy looks like, kind of. I think I kind of know. Well, I saw Frenzy at Smash Summit 10. But, like, Solo Battle's camera was so bad, I have no idea what he looks like. So that's I like, know what Frenzy's look like, but I don't know. I've never heard him speak a sentence. I know right. him nodding on camera. That's it. You got to do more than that. You know, you got to make me... Yeah familiarize me with him you know? yeah hashtag buy solo battle a logitech webcam that's what i would do that that seems that seems like a low-hanging fruit that you know i don't know but yeah i get that if you're a you know if you're a top player you know you probably just right now until you reach a certain level of influence you you only really care about getting better at smash you don't really care about putting yourself out there in terms of your face and stuff like that but unfortunately that stuff does matter it gives something gives gives people something to care about so yeah. Oh, sure. That's my thoughts yeah, on that. So, yeah, thanks for answering. That pretty much answers my questions. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Glad we could help. You got any shout-outs for us on your way out today, Druviak? Yeah, so I guess just shout-outs to um, German Smash, you know, uh, Nikki and Ice putting in that work, and also Kinzo and uh, Riggs, right? And, yeah, just uh, shout-outs to, like, um, everyone that attends tournaments and like keeps it respectful to everyone, I think that's like a really important thing. That um, you know, that you always hear like hear like bad stuff, but um, I think a lot of people like really uh, like respectful at tournaments, and that's a great thing. So mm -hmm. just keep that up. Heck yeah! So. All right. Well, thank you, Druviak. Appreciate you calling in yeah. and the good message at the end. Take care, man. Thanks. Bye. All right. Uh, another good one. And it looks like we got time for, I'm sure, one more, maybe two. We'll see good more questions. Blur, are you going to go to the next air? Down. Let's go. Let's go, dude. Hell yeah. Well, in the meantime, we can uh, ask Levensky how he's doing and what he's got for us today. How's it going, man? Levensky. What's up? What's up? Second time calling in. That's Welcome right. Back. Where were you from again? Chicago. That's Levensky right. from Chicago, the bean. The bean, the big bean. <laughs> you know about the bean? The big bean. It's like silver. But yeah. Oh, uh, go I'm ahead. Didn't good. mean to distract you with the bean. Uh, <laughs> talk to us, Levensky. What you got? So my question is a Marth question, since you guys have been <laughs> there. We go. That's what, for that. That's what I wanted to hear. That uh, is what course, I wanted to hear. Of course, Levensky brings the Marth. Yeah. Right, here we go. With Zane being the first Marth to break into the top ten. Other than PPU and Shroomed in 2015, and obviously the gods, PPMD and Mewtwo King. Yeah. Uh, Zane has stayed in the top 10 since 2018. What is stopping yeah. the other solo Marth players from being even top 20? And why is Arkadoran and LSD doing so good right now? Uh, what do you mean by what is stopping all the other Marth players from being top 20? I mean, I would argue that Kadoran probably is top 20 right now. I would argue that uh, as yeah, well. Yeah, I'm not saying he's not. I'm saying what are what's like mm -hmm. a new player, new people that people haven't oh. heard of yet. Okay. Or okay. maybe top fifty players that play Marth that what what are they needing what to are, do? Right. If you want to get into the top twenty, like Kadoran arguably is right now. Right. I mean the reason Kadoran's not ranked top twenty is because we haven't put out a ranking in two years. Right. Um but it sounds like you're asking, what do you have to do as a Marth player to become top twenty? Yes. Okay. Okay. Blur, you should start. Yes, we love Blur. 
Um, so I think I think uh, an underrated storyline that people haven't said uh, is how freaking hard it is right now to be a Marth. And I'm just going to say, talk about the struggle for a second. But I actually think this is the worst meta for Marth that's ever happened. Um, and and wait, it's, it's now shocking. Wait, you're saying this is worse than when you could take Marth to like Corneria and Green Greens. And Does that even count? Out. Kevin, no one remembers these times. I, I almost wait, don't even... You were there. You started in like 2000, the, the first 2000. I remember mean? watching Rainbow Cruise get banned before my eyes as you did it. You killed that stage at Cold oh, Well, Blood. he was also chic on that level, by the way. He was chic. You shined off the top there. like three times. It was so, so sad. Okay, but I just uh, want to say, you're saying this is worse than that. This is worse time. No, worse it's not than worse that. than that. But but okay. let me let me clarify, right? Sorry. Okay, please. So so let's talk about like matchups that can be tough for a Marth, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, let's start with Pikachu. So there's Axe, who's unbeatable, 70 and 0. Literally, and the worst part about the 70 and 0, if you look at it, is I think there's maybe like six to ten game losses total among 70 sets. Most of them are three O's. It's like. The number of actual close sets is actually very few and far between. It's like a couple Zane sets. There's that one tie set. Or Ty like, took two games the last set he played him. Did you see how good he played? This guy, like, look. I'm not contesting that. I'm contesting the numbers. He played at a 15 out of 10. This has not then, dropped then, six games out of 70 sets. Most of the Zane number sets is. have been said, three, two. Most of the Zane sets are three, two. There's, there's no way there's it's been six. Like, there's been like two or no, three, he, three, twos. Bro, it's 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 a very small number. You agree that it's probably less than ten, right? No, it's more you, than ten for sure. I don't think it's more than ten. It's definitely. I think it's I think it's very low. Whatever the number, it's less it's than fifteen. Sure, you agree right? on that, right, dude? Seventy sets and you have maybe less than fifteen game losses. Think about that. That's like an extraordinarily dumb number. Um, but but forget that, right? So there's that guy. And then for whatever reason, Zane's training up. Uh, a Pikachu to become a second guy we can't beat, Tyler Swift. We just won't be able to beat two of them because that guy's going really far now. There's OKP. So there's like three good Pikachus that are like, and two that are good, getting good disgustingly quick. That's scary, right? So there's that. Plup, who's really good with Sheik and is like extraordinarily tough to beat. When Face Roll, Spark, all these guys start entering more, hopefully with land. I don't know what's going on. But there's like a contingent of Sheiks with Shroom, whatever. Difficult, difficult to beat. There's, there's four top-level Falcons, Gatsu, SUJ, um, Nun, and Wizzy. Again, very difficult, can be tough for Marth. Um, there is... When did all these matches, matches become... When did all these matches become losing matches for Marth? Bro, it's not... not, not what's, what's stupid is that Marth might win every single one of these. It's not about that. It's more like, what is a hard tournament matchup that many Marths have historically lost to? Like, what is win rates and what is what is... What is a challenge to becoming top 20 as Marth? Well, you're going to have to beat these people, right? And these people are very difficult to beat with Marth in particular. They, it is, do you, do you, do you, what do you think has a higher chance of winning? A Marth that's, uh, that's outside of top 20 beating uh, SUJ or Falco? It's more likely the, the random Falco will do it. Just, just we'll take that off. Bro, that it's, it's much more likely. It's, and so if you actually look at like the, the distribution of players, yes, there's a lot of spaces around. And but there's been Marths throughout the ages who can beat Spaces but lose every other matchup, right? The actual distribution of players is unfavorable to Marth right now. Now that doesn't mean Marth isn't good and can't beat all these characters. It's just you have to learn all these matchups. And you have to know what you're doing, and uh, he actually wins like every single one of these matchups in my opinion. But it's it just takes a lot of experience. It takes a lot of skill. So you have to be a well-rounded, well-versed player to do this. 
Now, I'm not okay. saying it's impossible. Obviously, our arguable best player in the world, arguable second best player, doesn't right. depending on who you talk to, um, can do it. But uh, people need to respect how good that guy is. Like, he is disgustingly, absurdly good. And uh, the narrative that, like, Martha OP, Martha OP, because our, 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 the best player potentially uses him, it's like kind of insane when you look at the fact that before Zane came around, Martha wasn't doing anything for like hella years. Sorry, Kevin. But like other than other than like uh, Mewtwo King and, and, and PPMD using them as like a second character, like Martha was just getting rocked for like a long time. It was yeah. a long time. And then the actual depth of the Marth players is really low and has been for a long time. Other people can't recreate the magic because maybe Zane's cracked out of his mind. Wait, wait, wait. What, like what do you mean by this? Can I, I just, sorry. <laughs> what do you mean by depth? Just to, I just need to, you know what there's I mean? Not that, there's not that many good Marths. Just period. Right? There's just not that many good, especially active Marths. Relative to the, how good he is. If he's the best character in the, in the game, then why the hell is there like one to three? That we actively see on a regular basis. That makes no sense. Now you can add a few names if you want to that barely enter, like Rishi or whatever, if you want to boost that number up. But that's really low um, overall for how, how common he is, right? Like he's like 20% of the player base or something dumb. He's a very common character, but a lot of people don't get that good because it's tough. It's not that okay. easy. And I'm not saying every other character isn't hard as hell. They're all hard as hell. Melee is hard as hell. Yeah. But yeah. I'm saying these are the things you'd have to overcome to actually get good because it's not okay i see it's not that it's not that easy Tove. it's not easy oh. to come top 20 in the world i don't know no, it's i don't not. know why you're 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 giving me mirth when that's a very well, obvious okay. statement so no so listen 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 first of all first of all okay i think i agree with the latter part of what you said i think i agree with the notion that you have to understand a lot i mean that's just to become top 15 in the world you have to you have to understand all these matchups no matter who you're playing okay if you're a falco player if you're a falcon player if you're a pup player you have to understand what all these characters are doing. You have to understand what you should be doing against them. PB, do you think it's true that it's a tough meta for Marth right now? I would like to say a few things about what Blur Okay, you said. go ahead. I'm just going to let you take it away. I'm just going to let you go ahead. <laughs> so uh, maybe I'll uh, do this one a little like Blur did. So let's start with Pikachu, Blur. Let's start with Pikachu, okay. your favorite thing to talk about, even though Marth somehow wins this now. Now, you know why Marth's losing to Pikachu for a long time, Blur? I will tell you the reason why. And it's because Marth's did not work on the matchup very much. They talked about how it was broken and insane. And unfair, or Mewtwo King switched to Sheik. And so there was no footage, and no one was labbing it. Falcons were labbing, Marth players weren't labbing. That's point one. Also, there are more Mar Zane trains against Tyler Swift. Now more Marths can play against more Pikachus. Uh, Kadoran was playing Tyler Swift on stream literally last week. So he is learning the matchup. He hadn't played it before, and he still was doing okay versus Tyler Swift the very first time they played. Moving on, face roll quit, sparked move, has less challenges. Moving on, Marth has to clean up his play a lot as a character. He, just in order to uh, get to top 20, Marth will struggle. If he does drop punishes, he will get punished more by uh, a lot of other characters, like something that makes the Sheik matchup very hard, or even the Falcon one. If he misses a juggle, he can get reversal, he can die, sure. But I do think Marths are optimizing a lot now. I think Marths are flow charting a lot more now. Um, Kadoran uploaded a video with Zane recently where they were going over so many ways to optimize punish more, so they stopped getting reversal. That's going on right now. 
Everything is changing much more. Everything is getting labbed out much more. And if you think what's being added here isn't going to trickle down to other marts, if they're not going to watch the videos and pull from that, you're not seeing the larger picture. Just like when, you know, when Sechi's uploading all these Falcon videos years ago, and there's clearly a Falcon revolution coming with players like Wizzy and then what other people are labbing. So too now will we see a greater depth of Marth players. It is coming down the line. You can say, yes, there aren't many now. There still are. There are going to be more. The pathways are being created. Content's being made. You cannot tell me that more isn't coming. Marth is a very strong character. You say he wins the matchups. We're seeing Zayn do great things. You can't say, like, where's the representation? You can't say, like, it's all there. It's right there. It's being shown. Other people are doing it. And I think, Blair, it's only a matter of time before you do it. You spoke it into reality, did you? How are you going to argue with that? There it is. What's weird you is have, he actually you didn't disagree play, with this thing. Nothing he said disagreed with anything I said. What's crazy about what he said <laughs> is that they're both both of the, both of our statements were actually concurrent realities. What I'm, you said that like I, there's I all this the way stuff. you said it. Blur. I'm, I'm answering the way the you said it. I, I'm answering the question: Why aren't there more Marth players in top twenty right now? Not yeah. why won't there be more in the future? Because we're learning. Because yeah. we're yeah. becoming better, and we're and we're and and Marth clearly is capable. But it's just like why haven't people done it? It's because bro. But it's there's hard. so much <laughs> like, more, what do you want from us, bro? So it's much hard. more top level footage for, for emulating a Marth than there has been, I would say, since the Ken days. Okay, obviously, Mewtwo King and PP uh, were great role models for up and coming Marths, but Mewtwo King didn't, he copped, out, copped off of Marth for a lot of matchups. You know, PP also has a Falco that, you know, mm -hmm. you would use in a lot of matchups. Yeah. I would say before PP came along, Marth Sheik, it was very hard to find great Marth versus Sheik footage. Um, that just didn't exist. And then PP beat Mewtwo King a bunch of times, and then all of a sudden, okay, here's the blueprint for what a Marth player could try to emulate to beat a Sheik. Well, now, you know, the degree to which you could watch hours and hours and hours, probably days worth of footage at this point, for every single Zayn versus Tyler Swift VOD, or every single, um... I mean, Zayn versus uh, when he plays Ben or when he plays some of these Sheik players. I mean, there's so much more footage with Zayn streaming uh, than, than there ever has been, right, to, to, uh, for, for, for an up-and-coming Marth player. Um, like recently... Uh, and I think that's huge. If I can butt in. Recently... But uh, please butt in. Plup and uh, Zayn did a whole stream where they just played Frankie's the entire time, so... Yeah. Yeah. And the problem with player for, for people like me is that I think many people just watch that and they can copy Zane, but I'm over here being like, he's the one copying me, you know, and there's really nothing I can learn. Sorry, That's what do you mean one. by that? Like, elaborate? Uh, yeah, <laughs> no, his entire what style is, is just an emulation of me in 2014. I, it's just, just slightly more accurate. That's all. It's, that, that makes complete sense. Instead of questioning the validity of that statement, which I could, I'm actually going to, I'm actually going to do a little tangent here. Blur, mm -hmm. I think you play more like Kadoran than Zane. Don't say that. <laughs> I think you do. That. I think you're That's... more of an aerial-based Marth than a grounded dash dance-based Marth. I don't feel like you ever once, in all of the sets we played, I don't think you ever outplayed me on the ground. I think you swung your sword in the air and I don't One remember. Time, ever, I've never grabbed you in your I life. I don't think you. No, I don't think you really dash dash grabbed me. <laughs> you never, I, I thought you were more of a. You were more of an aerial based Marth. Yeah, I, I would say you were more of an aerial based Marth, which is I am more we'll aerial based Marth. Yeah. Which might be more, a terrible. Wouldn't you say that's more Kadoran than Zane? 
It is, but I would say that Zane still jumps a fair amount. But no, uh, he does. He does. But between does. between nowadays, the, between the two, yeah, Kadoran certainly jumps a lot more. I think Blur's a jumper. I jump a little bit. I think you're a jumper, Blur. Look, I I don't mind being. I think you're a jumper, Blur. Kadoran, I just, dude, that Zane guy's really good. I have a hard time watching anyone else sometimes. <laughs> His question went off the rails. Can I make a confession? These are my confessions. Yeah. The entire I love world, a good old blur confession. The yeah. entire world was freaking out as in mm-hmm. Summit Grands, right? Mm-hmm. And I was freaking out a little bit too. Megan was playing with Shmoo and he was playing great, beautiful. But after that set was done, yeah. I actually had to lay down for a bit. I was sad. Most people were exuberant. I was sad. And I was Why like, wait sad? a second. I always root for Mango. Mango's like one of my I, good friends. If I had a wedding, he'd be on. He'd be one of uh, the the groomsmen. You know, I I, yeah. I I love Mango, but I was like, is my Marth love that deep? I there was a there was a part of me that was just like, oh man, you know, got shine so many times. Why'd you jump into them, man? It sucks. Um, Did you never and, have this uh, with PP back in the day? So yeah, no, I, I root for PP for sure. But I, like, didn't play, you know, I didn't play red. That was the problem. He couldn't identify. Yeah, it. Yeah, 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 that, was the, that was the problem. But, the color. You guys ever feel like when you're playing melee and you get hit by a big move, it hits you straight in the soul. It's like you actually got hit. You know, you're you are the one who got hit. You, Marth yeah. is you. Sometimes it, you see another red Marth on screen. It's like you get shined. You're like, ah, oh, it hurts. It hurts so much, bro. And then. Ah, so I was, I was, I was like, there was a, I knew deep in my heart that it was really good for the scene. What happened? It was a great set, great play, a lot of awesome stuff, but there was still a part of me that was just like, man, he really lost that, huh? Man, that's a bummer. I get that. You I know? get that. I get that. I wanted them both to win is the best way. To I did too. I wanted them both to win. I wanted them both to win. What was the question again? Oh, yeah. Well, Levinsky, uh, Levinsky, if I had to answer the question with one word, it would be time. It's a matter of time. Mm-hmm. It took so many years. Like, the, the number of years between AMSA and Beezum and Whiskers, right? And Nez. Yeah. The amount of time between Axe and Tyler Swift yeah. and OKP, just because the blueprint's there... It's a very difficult game, Super Smash yeah. Bros. Melee. It takes time for people to, 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 to emulate. So even, even the people that are out there X-copying everything they can, uh, they're going to take some time to reach that level. So It might take you 20 I, years, maybe more. You never know. That's right, Blur. It might. It, it might take but you it years. But it will. But it will. Now that you've spoken into the world, it will happen. Yes. It might take a little longer than you expect, but it still could happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Levensky, do you feel like we answered your question appropriately? I think there were multiple parts. I don't know if we missed anything. Yeah. No, Levensky, oh, you there? I wonder, oh, what if he's still there? Oh, there he is. Hello, Levensky. Hello. Yeah. Did, did uh, we answer your question? Yeah, I'm really glad I uh, asked this question. I guess there was the part of your question that had to do with, like, why are Kadoran and LSD doing so good right now? That is true. He did ask. We didn't really talk that much about those guys. Logan, he goes by now, I Kedoran suppose. Kadoran a little bit. Kadoran but... a little bit. I think those guys, uh, if I had to just briefly respond to that, I think they um, are two of the... Okay, I'll, I'll do a little bit of a callback to something Blur said. I think with Marth, it is pretty... Um, there, is, there are things Marth players want to do, 
Um, and in some matchups, you just don't really, you have to be a little bit more disciplined, I think. I mean, it's like this for a lot of characters, right? I think it's like this with, um, you know, with Fox. It's like this when you play against a Samus for the first time. You have to kind of think outside the box with regards to what you're used to. And I think for a long time, honestly, when I looked at Marth players, I felt like they were really good at what they knew. Um, and they would do really well against, okay, I'll just come out and say it, the space animals. Um, but they were, by and large, outside of a couple notable exceptions, like PPMD, uh, pretty, um, pretty bad at adapting their character to some of the other more uh, nuanced matchups, like Sheik, that Blur, that Blur mentioned. And um, I think that, like, uh, Kadoran in particular, but also Logan... And also a lot of the more modern Marth players, I think, are, are some of the guys that are, that are being a lot better about coming up and playing the matchup that's in front of them. Um, when I watched Kadoran versus Plup, I really, really felt that way. I was like, you know, uh, this, is, like, this is all really good stuff that he's doing. When I watched Kadoran versus Falcon, which is a matchup that he's worked on a lot recently, he looks way better, I think, than the average Marth um, did in that matchup for a long time. And, um, yeah, I think there's a little bit more breadth that I think some of the more modern Marths are bringing. When I look at, uh, in the past, you know, some of the Marths that were really on that cusp of greatness, I think sometimes they were ultimately held back by their matchup spread a little bit. Um, I remember talking to IB about this, actually. Great player, Canadian Marth. And he came to Northwest, uh, Northwest Majors one year, and he beat, he got third. He beat SFAT, and he beat Silent Wolf. But we were in the car that weekend on our way somewhere, I think it was the day after the tournament, and we were getting food or something, and he was saying, you know, man, like, am I good at this game or am I just good versus Fox? I'm not making a judgment one way or the other, but, you know, his word's not mine. Hmm. But I think there was a lot of this for a long time, and I think that ultimately if that is you as a Marth player, really easy to just, like, push your spacey punish game and push your spacey punish game and push your spacey punish game, but... Um, the breadth is really, really important if you want to be consistently placing high. And so when Blur says it's a tough meta for Marth, I mean, I agree that there's more, there's more great Falcons than there ever have been before. But um, yeah, the onus is ultimately on the Marth player to, to, uh, well, to, to, to play the matchup that, that's in front of them. We can do it. I mean, character's broken. Like, character's literally stupid. So it's not like it's not doable. It's just like there's a, he's got a humongous sword, big grab, big dash sword. around. He's, he's practically invincible when he dashes. Really athletic guy. In the game. He's got a yeah, TR. good looking. Yeah. Got a cape. Uh, <laughs> so sick, though. Um, little boots. Yeah, like, I mean, I think the discipline thing is huge. Like, the thing with Martha is oh, that yeah. you got to be crazy disciplined. Yeah. But what's crazy is that, like, if sometimes you got to be crazy disciplined, but some, sometimes you're so good. Like, Zane, you watch him, and I'm just like, he's doing whatever the hell he wants. He's doing, he's just vomiting his brain I, you on know, stream, I was telling this I was saying this on stream I you know people watch the top players stunt in these crazy ways and I was trying yeah. to drive the point home you gotta learn how to walk before mm. you could you know what I mean okay yeah case in point case in point I've been coaching Noah who you played yesterday the first time I did a session with Noah someone SD'd and he he, he uh or like went off the stage and um and Noah could have edgehogged him but he didn't yeah. grab the ledge, and he was like, oh, it wouldn't be the homie thing to do or something. I was like, Noah, you're not even consistent enough at grabbing the ledge quickly 
to be worrying about that guy. Like every time the opponent flings themselves off the ledge with your current level of skill at grabbing the ledge, you should treat that as a good opportunity to practice grabbing the ledge as quickly as possible. Because Back. currently, when you go for it, you mess it up. And and yeah. and I think people see Mango doing homie stocks, or they see Zane doing these crazy edge cancel combos, and they they say, "I want to do that." But in the words of Ronnie Coleman, one of the great uh, you know weightlifters of all time, one of the great powerlifters of all time, or bodybuilders, uh, everybody wants to be a bodybuilder, but nobody wants to lift no heavy, heavy ass weight. Weights. You gotta lift these weights. But it also like those things happen after often many interactions many friendlies of those guys like winning normally and then th you know their opponents now like broken as a human being they've turned their their brains mush they're questioning everything about their existence and so they're able to basically do whatever the hell they want to win and everyone's experienced that if you've gone to a certain level of skill honestly very little uh amounts of skill can get you a point where you can start stunning on people right like that are way worse than you that's all that's happening Right in, in those situations, and I think that's a great point. You got to get good at the fundies in order to have some fun. PP's a master. Oh, you got to have the fundies before you can have the fun. Oh, facts. That's it's just facts. Impressive. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's true, right, PP? Yeah, I really, I don't think I could have tried harder to say anything better. <laughs> Nice. Great. Great. Um, Levensky, does that answer your question now? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Okay. Wait, Levensky, can I ask you something? Yeah. Are you a Marth player? No. <laughs> okay, I don't know. I just... What character do you play? <laughs> Good question. Uh, Peach. Good question. Represent. Shout we'll out. get a Peach player on one of these weeks. You can ask about Peach if you want. Sorry to make you do this. Sorry to make you sit through all this Marth dialogue that you probably don't even <laughs> feel that much personal investment in. But I appreciate you uh, sticking your neck out. I, I, I you took know? one for the team. You thank did take you, one for the team. All right. Well, thank you for calling in. I appreciate yeah. it. Do you got any shout-outs for us on your way out today? Uh, Shout-outs to Spood. Shout-outs to Subtle. Spood. Subtle. And, uh, Love those guys. Exodia. Obliterate. You gotta do that. Trust me, he does. Uh, thank you again, Levensky, and um, hope you have a good rest of your day, gamer. All right, thanks, guys. Later. Later. What a question. It's good good to get to that. hear some of your thoughts on the issue blur. <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. we were. Everyone wanted to know. I yeah. I actually don't even know if all of those uh, thoughts were were per se on the uh, on the issue, but I mean, I thought we got a lot of thoughts in anyway, which is. <laughs> <laughs> we had a lot of thoughts. We had like we had mushy brain talk at one point. I actually feel mushy. like we had more emotions than we had uh points. <laughs> yeah, I wonder, I wonder <laughs> yeah, how that happened. Yeah, yeah. That was weird. That was yeah, a lot happened. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. Blur, I, I think you can do it, man. I think you can do it. But mm. I think you can do it. Facts. I think I could do it. Oh blur. You gotta stop smiling when I say stuff like that, Kevin. I can't help it. You're just you're you're so excited, and I, I your your joy is infectious. Mm -hmm, and nice. yeah, I man, Blair, what I heard you had to slay the Spire world record, and then you stopped. What 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 are you? PB, did you know that in the Slay the Spire community, Blur is spoken of very highly. They speak of the Slay the Spireers. They're like, no, Blur is actually really good. Like they're really they're a lot really of video games. 
I'm good so at every games. game I've touched, but melee. What is? How is that possible? Everything I well, touch, hard. Well, melee's hard. So, but it, it that maybe that's what keeps me coming back. I'm like, this is the only game that challenges me. You know, um, I play hard <laughs> games. Like mm. I'm talking about, think about the hardest single player games. Blur's played them. Blur's played them at the hardest difficulty, and he's destroyed them. You know, Big Metal Gear Solid games. European Extreme. That's a that's I've never heard. Is yeah, the highest difficulty is European Extreme. Yeah, European Extreme is supposed to be hard though. That's like not a hard game. That's a good callback to the European Revival question. Tofe, well played. There you go. Thank you. Perfect. That's, that's completely intentional. <laughs> yes. Anyway, uh, so the, point, the point is, is melee mm. is the only thing that really, you know. Blur, if you were good at melee, then you'd have nothing left to, to, you'd to have nothing for. Left. So this is this is good for you. Maybe that's what because it is. I, I don't play StarCraft. StarCraft would also probably. Yeah, <laughs> that would do it. Hard. That would do it. And probably others too. I just Blur, you ever play rhythm games? Dude, I suck at rhythm games. Okay. There you go. So that's the other, there's another daughter. I, Toho, rhythm games. Yeah. Uh-huh. Are like the two game genres, which I'm so bad at that, like, I just almost don't count them as games. It's like talking about, like, Blur, are you good at basketball? I'm like, I'm probably better at basketball <laughs> than I am. <laughs> Any of those things. I like them. Dude, yeah. I love Elite Beat Agents, Owendon. That's a banger. Luminous, yeah. that's a banger. Yeah. There's a lot of good rhythm games, but uh, actually, like, the hard ones, like, those are those are hard. I've seen you play, like, Beat Mania and stuff, bro. That's, that's out of... Yeah. I, know. I don't know how you do it. That's... Right. I'm gonna try Beat Saber. I'm gonna get enough VR device, maybe like Beat Saber around. That'd Blur, be fun. I only have one more question for you, and that is: Do you think that your rhythm difficulties relate to your Marth dash dancing difficulties? <laughs> that's the question, dude. I never put it together. Maybe I need to start playing rhythm games. Yep, maybe that's the missing link. And Tof can Tof can coach you. You guys can. Tof, do you want Blur to train you in anything? So yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. Uh, yeah. you know. Uh, I could, I could coach you in commentary, sure. you know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, just, yeah, or like, uh, you, you know, you need a little help. Spire? Yeah, I can play Slay the Spire. I never really got into Slay the Spire. You could, maybe yeah. you could teach me how to Slay the Spire really efficiently. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I could, I could teach you that, or you could just play the game for the first time. That would probably help you get better first. All right. Well, it sounds like you guys are gonna you guys are gonna talk we'll work about that out. That. We'll figure yeah, it yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll talk that. We'll do that off air. One thing we wanted to add to this broadcast, we needed a little more of blur. So what we're gonna ask him today is for a uh, question for all of you out there in the YouTube comments. This is called the community voice segment. And uh, community voice. Yes, we want to hear what everyone's got to say, and we really want to know what Blur wants them to say. So, Blur, can you please give a question to the wonderful people out there in the GG audience? Okay. Um, um, how about when locals come back? Mm. When or locals if they come already back. Have, or if they already have. Or if they already have. I don't know why I'm repeating what Blur's saying. <laughs> yeah, jeez. I didn't right. drama to it. Yeah, it did. Well, I'm um, trying to add drama. That's what I do. What are you most looking forward to? Oh. If, you are, if you are someone who has uh, been playing for a long time, if you have never gone to a local, all those things, you can still answer this question. What are you most looking forward to? And also, what would make you go if you don't plan to go? Ooh. Oh, that's good. Cutting to the heart you know? of the matter. So if Just you like, so putting it together, 
it would be something like, what are you excited for if you're going back to locals? And if you're not going, what would make you want to go? How do we get you to go to these, you know, boots on ground, actually go to these, uh, these local events? Good question. Boots on the ground. Yeah, we'll have to yeah. figure it out. So let us know out there in the comments. We will pick some answers out for the next episode of Radio Melee. So be sure to let us know. Thank you, guys.